When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Brad Marchand plays hero in an emotional and busy weekend. Matty Healy of the 1975 knows about hockey. Dancing? In hockey? On the ice? Are personalized jerseys cool, even if an NHL player does it? Arenas are finding their songs. And Jack Campbell, NHL goalie again soon? It's What Chaos. Hit like, subscribe anywhere you can. Let's go. amazing on a monday it's what chaos it's december 4th it's pete blackburn that's not me i'm dj pete how was your weekend my friend uh lovely this is the first time in i think like years that i've that i drank three straight days wow i uh i feel i was very hungover uh on saturday but we had a full weekend one of my buddies james came back from california so had to kind of celebrate with him I feel much better. I sound much better. I, I tried to go back and listen to Thursday's episode. I was struggling. You saw me. Uh, anybody who watched on YouTube saw me struggling. I, I sounded horrible, and I could not make it through Thursday's episode. So I apologize, but I'm back. So I don't want to throw you off your game here. I've been speaking to you all morning for the last two hours. Yeah. When you just started speaking now, I was struck by how bad you sound. Really? You still... So once you... You said I drank three straight days. I was yeah. like, now you said you didn't sound like before. Maybe it's because you're projecting. You don't sound bad. You sound way better than you did the other day. But it kind of fits the. How do you feel? I feel fine. I feel good. Nice. I, I, I saw. Uh, I saw. Oh, you wanted me to say, do I feel pissed? Because no, Monday? no, okay. I was okay. no. I'm being a human. <laughs> no, I um, I we saw we went to the Bruins game uh, last night. Not a Bruins podcast, but we went to the separately. Bruins game. Yeah, we both happened to go to the Bruins game in seats which is not something i've gone this was the second time i've gone to a like home bruins game in seats mm-hmm. in probably the last 12 years i've been to six bajillion games in the press box i had an awesome time though sean i'm going to a bruins game with sean on thursday up the burrs up the burrs baby that's the thing that sean made up it means Go Sabres! Because <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other way that you say it. You say it two different ways. You yes. say, up the burrs, and you say, Sabres! Go Sabres! Come I'm on. so jealous that you guys are going to the game. The orig- Originally, the plan was that we were all going to go to the Sabres game, Bruins-Sabres game, because we're all Sabres folk here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm One of be- us is a realistic one. The other two are... I know. I'm going to be in Chicago this week. Chicago. Yeah, you're on uh, assignment you're going to be in Chicago, so you're not going to be able to make the game. Which, let's be open about our affairs in this podcast. The plan was like, let's get tickets. And we'll take Sean, because Sean loves the Sabres. Now that you're not going, it, like, do you pay for half of Sean's ticket? Or do I pay for all of Sean's ticket? Because this is like kind of an early Christmas present for Sean, 
So what? Like now, now if I'm not, if I'm not going, what am I paying for? <laughs> so that's the, like. The, I mean, I'll pay for half Sean's ticket because it's like a gift to Sean. Yeah, but it's so weird if you don't go. Yeah, but I want Sean to have a good time, and I. But Sean's gonna get the ticket either way. Yeah, that's true. I like. I don't. I, I feel both sides of this. Like, if I were you, I'd be saying what you're saying, but I'd also be like, so I'm getting zero of the game. And but that's what a present is. It's not like uh, I'm a present isn't not really. Can, a present is a is present it, can be a, you're doing this thing with me. No, it, that, that's not that's not what a present is. It's not contingent on like I have to get some enjoyment out of this. Yeah. Well, I so. agree with the sentiment, Pete. I would say that generally speaking, there's very few situations where you're buying tickets for somebody as a present and you're not also going. I feel like, like I feel like yeah. that's part of the, the 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 benefit of buying someone tickets as a present. Right. But the present is the ticket. And the, the present remains the ticket, even if I'm not going. Have you ever been in the situation where somebody says, hey, I have two tickets for whatever. Are you interested? And you're like, what does this mean? That is phrased <laughs> yeah. confusingly. Do you have two tickets to give to me? Or are you saying, I have two tickets. I would like to use them on myself and you. Right. Because that is an you, awkward situation. Then you can do the, oh, yeah, I have a friend who would love to go with me. Uh, anyway, and another early Christmas present for Sean is he said that uh, there was a submission for it's Monday and people are pissed. Is this so? Uh, yes, it's Monday and people are pissed that you have yet to talk about the Arizona Coyotes. All right. Well, ch <laughs> change the record. Uh, <laughs> it was a big week for guests of the podcast. It was. Yeah. Big weekend. Anthony Duclair. Amazing. Two, uh, three goals. He scored twice against the Devils on Friday, which was awesome. I was feeling a little under the weather. I didn't know if you gave me something. And I was like, you know what? Got a big day on Sunday. I'm going to get ahead of this. I'm going to stay in, watch some hockey. Sharks were on the road where they have been horrible. Had not scored twice on the, had not scored multiple goals in a game on the road all season. So I bet their money line against the Devils and had a blast as they scored six goals. That's, uh, you sent that in a text message, I believe, on Friday. Yeah. And I did not know that that was a thing, that the, the Sharks just like can't score multiple goals on the road. I thought that was like a fake text. I didn't know if they could score multiple goals at home. So against the Oilers, they can. I was. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but th that was insane. Duclair was amazing. I was sending clips of the sexy red thing. Mm -hmm. He scored again last night against the Rangers. But the real hero of the weekend, Brad Marchand, had a very eventful weekend. He lost his grandmother Friday night. Shouts out prayers, love to the Marchand family. Saturday morning, Ryan Reeves. I know that. He was asked about it, so it's not all Ryan Reeves' fault, but uh, Ryan Reeves said that he tried to get in a little chirpathon with Marshawn. He said this. There's always some chirping back and forth. Uh, he likes telling me he makes a lot more than I do. Uh, doesn't really bother me, so a lot of, a lot of players make a lot more than I do, so uh, it's not really a good one. But Marshawn counters with. Yeah, I think I said that once a long time ago. Sounds like he's holding on to it. Uh, Classic Draper, Ginsburg, Elevator, I don't think about you at all, which is good because Marshawn clearly started this. I like Ryan. Like, yeah, yeah, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I like Ryan Reeves a lot, and I and I like Ryan Reeves' like personality and he's trying. Uh, yeah, but the fa- the last couple times that he's like tried to to get in there in terms of like the trash talk game, it's been a pretty weak effort because like after the Lilligren uh, incident with Marshan in the corner earlier this year, he was like, uh, I think he said something to the effect of like he's just lucky I wasn't out there on the ice with him. When after the after the game, like you look at the game notes, they shared the ice twice. Uh, then like this is a pretty weak attempt at at stirring things up again. So last couple times Ryan Reeves has tried to either like take some swings or whatever. It's it hasn't landed. So it's been a tough season for Ryan Reeves in Toronto so far. So that was what kicked off Saturday. And we'll say the on ice, the hockey portion of Brad Marchand's emotional weekend. He scores the game winning goal in overtime against the Leafs in what was a hilariously not galvanizing game for the Leafs. They come back and tie it in the final seconds of regulation, lose in the final seconds of overtime. There's an amazing clip of this Marshawn goal where it's a fan video and you could hear a fan saying as the puck is bouncing to Marshawn, like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And clearly he's like, just not fucking Marshawn. Marshawn scores the game winner. On Sunday night, he scores a natural hat trick in the third period. And not only scores a natural hat trick, it should be noted, the third goal of this natural hat trick from Marshawn, which natural hat trick, three uninterrupted goals. uh, The third goal came from him drawing a penalty on Johnny Gaudreau. So the third period, all Marshawn. Yeah, pretty much. He, like he had the only offensive impact in that game, and should also be mentioned that third goal was not an empty netter. I can't stand when uh, a hat trick is capped off with an empty netter, and I know oh, that like oh, Michael Felger has yeah. decided to stop by the studio. I don't think that it's stat humping, but I don't. I feel like a hat trick. It, it's like throwing a no hitter with two pitchers. Who gives a shit? That's how I feel about hat tricks. Because most of the time, it's the team forcing it Mm. to the guy to give him the hat trick. What is it about if you have a sports take where you're like, I feel that this thing is only this if it has these parameters, just has like a little whiff of like, what else are you old-fashioned about? Yeah. I don't know. It's I I know it's very uh, old man yells at cloud of me. Yeah. It's it's uh am I going to be the first person to call somebody racist because they said that empty net uh, <laughs> hat tricks don't count. It's an unnatural hat trick. Uh yeah, well yeah, well, if a natural hat trick is three goals in a row, if there's any funny business with the yes, hat trick, yeah. it's not really a hat trick. Exactly. That's stat humping. Exactly. Uh and the last thing we'll say about a guest of the podcast is Connor Bedard is smoking the rookie class right now mm-hmm. when it comes to the points race. And not only is he smoking the rookie class, you see him there well ahead of Luke Hughes, Cooley, Leo Carlson, who we'll talk about uh, mercifully in this episode in just a little bit. Not only is he head and shoulders above the rookie class, he's head and shoulders above his team in points. He That's leads the Blackhawks in points by seven, which it's very early in the season to have seven more points than the next guy on your team or six more than the next guy among rookies. But Connor Bedard, if we haven't said it a hundred times, is that dude. I'm Real still deal. watching Blackhawks games, even when they're getting so like I was, I was at uh, banners before the Bruins game 
yesterday watching all the football in one TV. There's a million TV at the TVs at the sports bar. Imagine that. Uh, there's one small TV. They had the Wild and the Blackhawks on. And I was keeping an eye on that just because you don't know what this fucking kid is going to do. He's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it makes me so happy that there are a, a bunch of awesome rookies this year, but Bedard is clearing them. He is so much better than all yeah. of them, which is crazy because all these rookies rock. We should quickly hit on the dilemma of what happened over the weekend where the Winnipeg press asked Connor Bedard about what this past week was like, and they were catching a lot of flack for it. My initial read on it was I thought it was actually appropriate to ask Bedard, what was this week like for you? Because it was such a big thing and got so out of hand that your GM had to call a press conference and say, hey, ease up on this kid. He didn't do anything to deserve this. Everybody, this is gross. Stop. So my initial read was to ask him about the week was appropriate we were then going through what it actually was, though, and they asked him, like, boom, 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 kept yeah. asking him about it, and even after he was like, I don't want to talk about this, they kept asking him about him. That's gross. Yeah, it's, you know, it is okay to kind of ask about that experience, I think, but once you once you fire off a bunch of questions in a row, and I think by the second question, he was like, I don't want to talk about this it's clearly bs it was made up came out of nowhere uh and then you keep asking him about it it's tough and it's it's also i think it's tough that the the jets owner went on the blackhawks team bus after the game to like personally apologize to Connor bedard which is like it's a nice gesture it's a nice gesture but i don't think it's necessary like it it brings more attention to it honestly and it's it's a weird situation where like I just I, I think that that's going above and beyond, and it's just like very awkward to get on the team bus and apologize for it. Is it not? Yeah, no. I I think that we talked about this before the podcast. Some of the attempts to minimize this have grown it, and yeah. I suppose we're doing that by talking about it right now. But we were careful to like don't accidentally spread the rumor by saying, "There's hey, how terrible is this rumor?" Yeah. I agree that, I mean, Bedard probably sees this guy getting on the bus and he's like, well, what's this now? Yeah. And then, like, what do you do if you're a teammate of Bedard after that? Like, do you throw your, like, arm around him and be like, hey, sorry, this so fucking fun. sucks, man. It just seems like it just, like, won't die. <laughs> like, I just want it to go away. Just stop asking about it. Like, if you're the person who started that rumor, and I know that it started probably as, like, a, haha this will be funny on the internet kind of deal like do you think that person feels bad at this point seeing how I've much seen too many people sorry to cut you off i've seen too many people capitalize on bullshit on the internet to get their retweets and their likes and their engagement and then blame it on it's not my fault the internet ran with it that i and i'm a huge believer in people i you do something terrible and then come to me and be like hey i think that was wrong and i hope i learned from it and i'll give you the i'll be like yeah like i believe in you who like Scott darling voice unless you kill a kid what's that is right as Scott <laughs> darling yeah. said like I, so i am a big believer in growing and everybody can get better and i just want people to feel good about themselves the internet is where 
I don't give people the benefit of the doubt because I've just seen too much shit. I hope that person has been like, oh, fuck, look what I did. I hope they have somehow lost, like, their net followers, I hope they have lost one follower. (laughs) One, just one follower. I hope that, like, they gain, maybe, like, they gain a bunch of new people and the old heads were like, you used to be cool. (laughs) I can't stand by this. Um, one of the things that I, we did want to talk about uh, based off our experience at the Bruins game last night, there was a moment uh, in the third period after Marshan capped off his hat trick, there was a crowd experience that was unlike an, a, a crowd experience that I've had at TD Garden in a long time. Yes. Marshawn scores the third goal of his hat trick. They throw the hats on the ice. Zombie Nation. Oh. And then... As they're cleaning up the hats from the ice, TD Garden plays the 1967 smash from Frankie Valley, not in the Four Seasons. This is a solo one from Frankie. Can't take my eyes off of you. The whole crowd sings along. They're dropping out the audio. The crowd keeps singing. And I don't go to many hockey games with tickets, but I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Everybody was. Everybody, I love you, babe. And it was, it was the most, I say this very uh, affectionately, it was the most like a basketball game I've felt at a hockey game. And when I go to a basketball game, there is a lot of authentic crowd is doing it themselves. Hockey games, I feel there's a lot more production, pomp and circumstance, and there is benefits in both of those elements. But this felt so real and so organic and the crowd was so into it. I texted our friend Jeff, who's a season ticket holder. Say, do they usually play this? I said never no. heard it before. This has to be a staple at Bruins games. You have to play. Can't take my eyes off of you. Don't do the living on a prayer thing. Don't do a don't stop believing thing. This felt authentic. This felt real. This has to happen every game. And yes, I know Frankie Valley famously is associated more with, say, New Jersey than he is with Boston. There might be a play about it. This felt real do it all the time yeah i I, so my big complaint over the past couple of years has been that i feel like the arena experience is becoming too uniform across the nhl because that's most of my experiences in terms of like i don't know if it's the same at a basketball game where it's like the the arena experience just feels the same everywhere you go like they play the same fucking songs living on a prayer I don't know when that decided when that became like the go-to arena song and like everybody sings along with it or whatever, but like that being played at every arena bugs me. I hate that the Bruins do it. Uh, I hate that. Like, I, well, I, first of all, I loved that the Colorado avalanche were doing the blink 182 thing during the cup run. I hate that since then it's become like every arena grabs it and now uses it like, I want each arena and each town to have its own thing. And if it's very random and has no ties to the city, who cares? Like the Frankie Valley thing. He's not a Boston guy. Who gives a shit? If they do it first and it becomes a fun thing, hold on to that and and make it part of like your identity. Find your song. You could there's I checked this before we went on, so don't give don't stat correct me. There are more than 32 songs. Yeah, there are more than 32 songs. So you can all have your own song and you can all have your fun one. And you know what? If you want it to be living on a prayer, if you're in a certain market that and I don't want to say like a non hockey market or whatever, but 
If you need to get casuals, then fine. Use Living on a Prayer to do it. Use Don't Stop Believing to do it. I want to say the 2006, my year is going to be wrong here, 2006 White Sox, I think, did Don't Stop Believing, and like Steve Perry came and they did a whole thing with it, and it's like, all right, cool, I guess. Not the coolest, yeah. but cool if you can really get into it. The I'm, Creed thing that just happened yeah. with the Texas Rangers, amazing. We're now having a butt rock renaissance that I never <laughs> thought would happen. Connor Bedard is, or I'm sorry, Connor McDavid. Again, one of you has to change your name. Bedard gets to keep it. Connor McDavid is championing Nickelback, and you're having all these fun things. So every place, get your own one. For the Bruins, we did the thing years ago or in 2019. The blue, the blues had Gloria. Yeah, and on our podcast brunch, we messed with the blues and we stole it, and then we made a new bad song called Gloria that we gave to the blues, and it was this big bizarro thing. Everyone, get your own song and make it something that like everybody knows Gloria, but we're it's not beaten to death, right? Like it, it's, and I think that's why I loved. Uh, can't take my eyes off of you because you, it's like a great song that you know, but you don't associate it with sports. Yeah, like it's not like an it's not an anthem at a at a, a typical anthem at a sporting event. So that's why it was super cool, and I'd never been part of that before. Also, don't choose dancing on my own because every fucking team choosing dancing on my own as like their locker room song over the past five years it drives me nuts. My brother and they're doing some. Now I'm going to be a real old. Now you can do the thing to me. Just be like, what other takes do you have? Uh, it's a, a man singing dancing on my own. I'm not the Bruins. The Bruins had the Robin version. Okay, and thank they, God. They famously lost in the first so the, round of the playoffs. The Boston Red Sox, not a Red Sox podcast, did a. There was a man, Calvin ver- Scott, and a lot. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people do this in sports where they play that version, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Are you aware that th- if there's a Robin version of something, it's better? Guess which one's better? <laughs> yeah, right. Robin is better. Robin rocks. And if it's in hockey. You're going to have a lot of Swedes on your team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, while we're on the topic of hockey and music crossovers, and our Swedes. guy, Matty Healy, wore a Columbus Blue Jackets bathrobe during a 1975 show recently in Vancouver. So it wasn't even pandering to a Columbus crowd. That show was in Vancouver, British Columbia, and wearing a custom Matty Healy 23 on the back Columbus Blue Jackets robe. That robe retails for $50, by the way. Question, is hockey problematic now? Because it associates itself with Matty Healy? Yes. Uh, Depends who you ask. If it's anybody like stupid and under the age of 25 on Twitter, probably. The Blue Jackets are officially canceled. The NHL officially canceled. Just, uh, I think that Maddie Healy is a deeply terrible (laughs) and woefully harmful person and... I would like that. Uh, I'd Check like out that Woke to be known. Deej going for the clip. I would like that to be known. I clip think that. It. I think that Maddie Healy, when he sings, when he fixes his poisonous mouth to sing, <laughs> I think it's so terrible that you're tricking all these young people to be becoming fans of you. So then now you can plant your uh, deeply, seriously uh, terrible uh beliefs in their brain we took sean to a 1975 concert Mm -hmm. i said to him halfway i said sean sorry bud we're leaving (laughs) maddie healy uh absolutely had that 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 robe custom made in the midst of the mike babcock scandal before preseason and he just got it 
probably probably uh do you think that was like in and i was gonna say in all seriousness but it's not really that serious uh like a move to be like hey canadians i like hockey and he just chooses and he just the, chose a random that he yeah. probably got as a gift when performing in columbus i, I think, think it's very funny if that's the case and it's also like it's very funny regardless that he would just own any blue jackets merch it does seem like a very european thing to do though where it's like i have something from this sport I like this sport, and it's like, oh, but you were wearing like the worst of that sport. Not that you would know any better, but it's like, why, why Columbus? I have to think that he was doing that ironically. Mm. Yeah, I should know. By the way, speaking of merch, I came this close to buying a James Van Riemsdyk authentic jersey at the Bruins Pro Shop last night, and I didn't, and I felt so proud of myself. And after Marshawn scored his hat trick. They announced, well, because Brad Marchand scored a hat trick, 30% off at the pro shop. Mm -hmm. And uh, I turned to uh, Megan, our friend, Megan Kelly, not that Megan Kelly uh, from ESPN. And I was like, 30% off the pro shop. We're going back. I'm getting that. I think it's only headwear. And she said, it's only, she said, I think it's only hats. Mm -hmm. So we were like, well, what has to change for it to include JVR stuff. <laughs> Once people start throwing, you gotta their start jerseys. ripping those tarps off and throwing <laughs> yeah. them on the ice. Throw them on the, the ice, and you'll get discounts on. I, just, I was saying like a puck goes off of James Van Riemsdyk's jersey or something, which is totally plausible. Oh yeah, it's not going off his stick. <laughs> Probably not. It's going off his butt. Eighty percent of his goals you scored off the body. Yeah. Uh, would you would you get a custom bathrobe? Because uh, we got custom yeah. jerseys from the Blackhawks. They're not they're not technically custom jerseys if they're made f like by somebody else for you. Like, is that is that a take? Does What's that, that work? Like, I feel like a custom jersey is something that you make yourself. Interesting. I disagree with it, but I allow it. I would argue this is more like a team issued type of thing. Like, team that's right. What's the difference issued. between us and Connor Bedard? Exactly. Literally nothing. That's a great point. Wow. I I, well, I mean, every jersey is customized. But you don't say like an NHL player had a customized jersey. Whoa, Just we should issue. for sure start getting on players for being like, uh, <laughs> what well, a well, loser. Good for you, Brad Marchand, in your, you your name custom. On your jersey. You chose the number and everything. Nick what a loser. He yeah. got a custom jersey. Oh, Does, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he know that there are NHL players that are younger than him? That's such a bad look to wear your own name on your back when there are like 18 year olds doesn't he know that there's already someone in the nhl with the last name felino he could just get their jersey oh patrick line yeah yeah oh yeah you totally don't need the blue jackets as you're wearing a custom blue jackets <laughs> 29 jersey okay yeah you don't need them we for sure need to get on uh we'll do an ad read quick and then we'll talk about somebody who's dancing in their custom jersey <laughs> look at gritty just look at him with his all of his patriotic garb amazing ovechkin austin matthews we have so many fun pieces on our set that we got from foco when i was in the bruins pro shop yesterday mm -hmm. did you go to the bruins pro shop i didn't i poked around Almost i bet got a you JPR did our jersey Bruins have a have like a, a attractive pro shop with a lot of good stuff. They do. They have a good pro shop. We Megan love got a good pro shop. Multiple hats in there. Actually, she got multiple hats before the game. What a loser! <laughs> Paid full price. <laughs> Humiliating. Tough. I did see though. Had quite a bit of Foco stuff in there. 
Did they? Yeah. Nice. I snapped some pictures, almost tweeted, we out here, but didn't. I figure I'll save it for when I talk about it on the pard. And I mean, if you go on Foco's website, I don't know if you could spend just one minute on there, just two minutes, just 20 minutes. You're going to poke around a while. I mean, I, from experience, I've been on the on the website. I spent a long time, but that was also because we had like the, hey, get whatever you want, kind of. We got the pick green light. Out. It was like, pick some stuff out. And when you get like the pick some stuff out, you go through every item on the website because you want to make sure that like if you got free reign, you're getting the best stuff. With a fine tooth comb. Yes. And it, it will take a while for you to go through all the best stuff. Because all of it's awesome. All of the apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, everything you could want. It's got the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. You need to decorate a set. You want to get something. I mean, it's Christmas time. So everyone's, you want to make your own bizarro nativity scene. Who's to say? Uh, freedom of religion. USA. Get whatever you want. Have them do whatever you want. Get some tape. Who knows? For all non-presale or sale items, you could use the promo code CHAOS and you will get 10% off. It is amazing. Foco.com. Get all the fun fixings like we have here. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. Jake Wallman tossed on his custom Red Wings jersey, scored the game winner in overtime against the Canadians, and he's done this before, mm -hmm. hit the gritty. You see the game winner there, and he says, oh, celebration time, I'm going to hit the gritty. Is this cool? Should we have more of this? Because I'll note, <clears throat> people are talking about this from this game. Alex DeBrinkett scored his 200th career goal in this game. I didn't hear one word about that. <laughs> it's a lot talk. of Jake Wallman hitting the gritty. Cool? I feel like I should find it cool. I feel like I should find it cool. The execution is good. To do it on ice, like, it it looks smooth, but for some reason, doesn't strike me as cool. It doesn't strike me as cool. It strikes me as, like, very try-hardy. And the one thing that I keep going back to, I feel like the gritty is dead and uncool because Mac Jones does the gritty. Mac Jones does the gritty, and as soon as Mac Jones does something, instantly gets the stamp of uncool all over it. That is exactly, word for word, that is exactly what I was going to say. This feels like I should like it. Maybe it's just that it's the gritty because Mac Jones does the gritty. And the worst moment of my sports life was when Mac Jones did the gritty at the Pro Bowl and Derwin James was like, yeah, that's my guy. And I wanted to be like, stop, Derwin. Not you. Don't encourage him. Don't. Like, now I don't like Derwin. I'm Chargers fan. Like, now I don't like Derwin James anymore because Mac Jones is doing the stupid gritty. Or I should say stupid Mac Jones is doing the gritty, making the gritty stupid. Derwin James supporting it is making Derwin James stupid and now I don't like anything anymore so maybe it's just the gritty gets me feeling some kind of way I, yeah I think that the gritty has a stamp of uncool and like a, a stench of uncool attached to it now and like I I I'm that's not to say like I'm I'm against doing anything like cool and creative as a goal celebration I'm all for it and so just for some reason the gritty and Jake specifically like Jake Wallman doing the gritty Gives, gives me the ick. I don't think I've ever said anything in the NHL has given me the ick. 
mm. uh, to this point. But I feel like Jake Wallman doing the gritty gives me the ick. I'm very pro gritty in this situation for the record. I, okay. I like it. If I, like I said to you before, if it was any other sport than hockey, I think it would be like, oh, we're still doing the gritty. But I don't know. Something about it being on the ice. It, and plus, I feel like if it's if it's your thing, yeah, like if you're the guy that does times. the gritty, like Justin Jefferson can do the gritty in the NFL forever. Mac Jones and Kaseki need to stop. Like if it's your it's like, thing, it's a little different. Well, that's kind of it goes back to like the uh, pick a song. Everybody can have their own song. Yeah, pick pick your celebration. Like you were like we he, don't know. Are, are there are there thirty two dances? There are True. definitely thirty two. Yeah, dances. check Fortnite. And like you don't have to you, you check Fortnite. There's the Charleston. <laughs> There's <laughs> do the, the dirt, so like the score dirty a goal bird. And do the Charleston. Do the Dirty Bird. Do yeah. the Carl Rock. Uh, no, the Carlton I, would be good. It doesn't even have to be a dance. Like my thing is, I like. I like uh, unique celebrations that are attached to like the Yager, the Yager salute. Like mm-hmm. uh, not enough players have their own recognizable celebrations. Hundred percent. Matthews does. Uh, Connor McDavid does. Like having your own sort of branded celebration is a really cool thing to have attached to you as an NHL player. Okay. Should there be more team-related ones? Because I think that, th- again, this thing, the Jake, Wall- Jake Wallman's on the right track, and I also feel bad for Jake Wallman in that, like, you're on the right track. I just kind of wish someone else were on the track <laughs> instead of you. Yeah. I am putting a lot of stock into what you're saying, Sean, because you are the youngest person on this podcast, and not just to, like, defer to the youth, but that you as a hockey fan in their 20s is like, no, 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 like, this works, and I think that we could have more of this. That's good. I have always liked the team stuff. It doesn't yes. happen often. Pete, you're going to know where I'm going with this on the subject of the Red Wings. Their fourth line years ago would take, it was a, for a very brief time, they would take their gloves off and shake each other's hands. That was hands. the fucking best. <laughs> I thought that was amazing and I loved it so much. I skipped my game story after the first time I saw them do it, went to the Red Wings locker room after and was like, sorry, I'm not writing about what happened in this game. I am writing, are you seeing the Red Wings bad players shaking hands. This <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing that I feel like is why a lot of people love hockey, but also where hockey gets in its own way sometimes is people don't like being showy like yeah. that. But it's like, yes, the NFL, like once they started allowing guys to celebrate together, like it became so much more fun. Was like it, let do uh, guys do that. Was it Artem Anisimov who did like the, uh, he took off the glove and like threw it in the air and did like the skeet shooting. Uh, he was like the last guy to do that. Yeah. And it, it caused like a huge... I think it was an Isimov. I could be wrong. But yes. It, but it caused like a big uh forever debacle. ago. Yeah. When he, he did was with a the gun Rangers. shooting celebration, he was on the rate was he yeah, was on the Rangers, Rangers yeah. 2011. And I think that he got yelled at by like his own coach. I, I Torts may have been the coach there at the time. He probably didn't love it, but also the other team was like, fuck that. And uh they tried to go after him. But like that's the stuff that I want to see more of. Like audacious celebrations. I think Torts was there in 2011. There's a word we don't really use anymore. It starts with a P that I would describe to uh, Torts for that situation. Like, I don't necessarily need a gun celebration. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. But uh, I think that if your problem is that your player is celebrating too hard, Mm -hmm. your head is in the wrong place. That's fair. I I think that most of my favorite celebrations in the NHL have used like the stick as a prop. So maybe that's why I don't like the gritty is because it's like, it doesn't utilize the stick very much, but like, like, um, 
what, the one yep. what do you call the brand like Holster the, holstering or, the sword yeah uh, as uh with the stick then using the stick as like a gun the yager salute tucking it under the arm and saluting like i feel like most of my uh, favorite celebrations utilize the stick as a prop i'm gonna be an old sad american and say i'm gonna give a hard rule no gun celebrations i don't know i, I think that the gun celebration it makes can, me feel bad. like i just i feel it's probably not the it. most tasteful, but like you, some of them are cool. At like this point, Anissimo I feel like it's one of those things ones. where I see it and I am immediately like, oh, people are going to have a problem with this. Yeah. And I, uh, I get annoyed by the by it before it even becomes a problem. Also, Pete and I talk about this a lot where like you're already mad at discourse before like, <laughs> before yeah, discourse exactly. started, yeah. like the celebration isn't done and you're already mad at Sarah Siv. Like, <laughs> because like, don't respond to like the people are going to be assholes to her for something about it. Yeah. And uh, they're going to fight about it. Sarah I feel Siv like the, show tomorrow, the celebration the is all about like time and place. Like when it's like over time, like OT winners, you get to do whatever you want. Like, you just won yeah. the game. That's what, like, like the... Like, why is who, the other team caring about, yeah, about that? that? You like, should be in the locker room. You just fucking lost. Get out of here. Pat Kane heartbreaker will forever be... So that's a great one that's mm. att attached to uh, to Patty. Patty Kane has a couple of them where he did, like, the... he His are always on one knee, his his celebrations. But mm. then, like, the, call, the dialing the phone and then punching through it, that's a, such a good one, too. Yeah, well, well who did... God, I'm going to be so old. Uh, who did this in football? Remember that? Ooh, I don't. Uh, oh. it, it might have been Junior Seau. I think they would like make a box yeah, and then, then like through explode it. through yeah. it. Then Randy Moss did the uh, like whatever that is. Well, I think it was. I, I think it was Jamar Chase recently when they did the like the bank robbery where they kicked through the door, they pulled the masks on, and then started shoveling out the money into the duffel bags and ran away. Oh. Like I, I just love coordinated. I, I do, but if like from a team perspective, if it takes too long to set up and get through it, it's just awkward. Well, this is like why you just I really see a bunch like, of guys standing waiting for the others to get into yeah. their like into their spots and then play well, their role. That's why I liked what the Hurricanes used to do a couple of years ago, where it was kind of like an after the game the storm they surge. Yeah. They still do it. Oh, they do still do yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Like I like stuff like that where it's like. It's almost for the crowd there mm. afterwards. I would like, and there's no way that this could really happen because, like, the team would really need to be in on it. I like the idea of after a goal, the PA playing that song, Baby, I'm Yours by Breakbot. You know, the love so hard to find. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. It's like a very famous meme. There's a bunch of dudes oh, that yes, are, yes, like, yes, dancing yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. doing the that. The dude who, like, everything. runs into the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like... That song comes on and like the whole team, everybody on the ice has to like get into it and everyone has to start dancing. That'd be amazing. I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of uh, like bench celebrations, like on the flybys. They're having some bench celebrations on the flybys would be very, very good. I want to see more people get disrespectful, go like, Terrell Owens run to the center of the ice on in an away rink and just but like the plant hockey discourse around that would be so bad. Oh, Think about how awful. annoying it is when anybody steps on a logo. So I was going to say I got the, on the best logo. one. You skate off the ice and they're like, "Where's he going? Where's he going? Oh shit, he's going! He's going to the locker room. And he goes in the locker room and he's stepping on the the B. It's very WWE. Very yeah, the camera like wrestling. follows yeah. him into the into no, the locker room. No, I don't get him. <laughs> Uh, like he misses his next two shifts. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? He uh, will not get off the, in the logo. Chat, somebody in the chat said the OT walk-off, uh, like the when Kachuk scored the overtime winner, went ice. straight to yeah. the locker room. We're done. So fucking funny. So disrespectful. So funny. I loved it. So I don't even think that's disrespectful. I think it's just like business. But it's, it's so funny that it's like disrespectful. I, I like, I think it was a few years ago, obviously a few years ago, and Eichel was on the Sabres and they were playing the Leafs and they scored on the Leafs and he just like went up to the Leafs fans that were on the glass and just like punched the glass in their face super hard. I'm like, yeah. Hell so yeah. I like that. Yeah, I love that shit. I also <laughs> like, the, I want more guys to have their individual celebrations because it's also an amazing move to take a guy's celebration when you're playing against him. Like doing yes. doing the Matthews. Well, that's why everyone grittied against the, like would gritty against the Vikings or like throwing yeah. up the peace sign to Tyree Kill. I think that is the <laughs> best like it like forces doing you to be it good. in another guy's his yeah. own celebration in his face is the best yeah oh that, yeah i want to see someone pull out the the dk metcalf standing on business sign language i that shit would now, go hard is standing I on business be, dead by the way no it's it's alive. definitely i mean if it's dead it's hasn't gotten to hockey yet so. well it's in the it's in the it's going through a la land thing i right. feel where Everybody said standing on business, and now there's a group of people who are like, "Hey, just so you know, saying standing on business is stupid. How about me?" And <laughs> I feel like it, but it hasn't really made its way to all the sports yet. So, well, that's the gritty. That's why I'm like okay with the gritty in hockey because here's, it like here's my final. Take. Gotta be first. Here's yeah. my final take on the gritty in hockey. I think it's dead. I will reverse my position. If somebody does it against the Red Wings and does it in front of Jake Wallman. Also, if like McDavid or Bedard pulls out the gritty, then it's it's back. If Bedard pulls out the gritty, I will like I just think that my body will just shut down. <laughs> yeah. I will not be able to handle Connor Bedard doing the gritty. You know what would be cooler than the gritty? Uh I don't know if it can be done. Actually, I think I learned how to do it on skates, like before I could do it in person. Yeah, it would be Crip Walk. Okay. <laughs> If you score like that a walk-off goal, in do the moonwalk. Do it like the moonwalk. On so like moonwalk, cripwalk. That's all easy because you're glide, like right. you're gliding anyway. So like the sliding elements are yeah, true. I want to see people pull out like just NHL, EA, NHL celebrations. Like Frank Petrano should totally do the chef's kiss, like Mamma Mia type <laughs> thing, and then why? Because uh, he's <laughs> yeah. super Italian. No uh, reason. Racist. <laughs> and then, like, so I want to see someone do like the classic uh, Batista bat flip, where they just swing and then just throw the stick, like oh, that kind of stuff. That would be that would be considered extremely disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Bat flip. That's why that's got to be an OT walk off. Yeah. Bat flip in hockey would be amazing. You know what? So you know who has to do the bat flip though? Not the scorer, the goalie. When he makes in a shootout, when he makes the save that ends it. So I done with have, this guy. I have long been of the opinion that goalies, like after making a save in the shootout or a penalty shot or whatever, should be allowed to do whatever they want. And, yeah, and for, for some reason, they don't taunt very often. Well, how often do you see a yeah, goalie? Like they're going to keep shooting at you. Like they're not going to be any nicer to you if you don't taunt them. So right. just taunt them. I I, I want to see shoot more. I want to see more uh, more goalies being aggressive with their celebrations. I don't know if they have that in like the, the, the most emotion I've seen from goalies other than like Martin Brodeur being dirty is Jordan Bennington throwing a water bottle at Nazem Kadri. Yeah, but he's not a goalie. He's like <laughs> he's a, a piss monster. Baby. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a, that's like 
It's like how like Trump's not a politician. <laughs> it's, he's it's not a goalie. Yeah. It's tough for goalies though because like if you're a skater and you score one goal or even if you don't do anything, it's like okay, whatever. But if you're a goalie and you you make a save and you get you celebrate that it's like you're gonna get scored on and then it's like oh well now you're kind of just well no it. that's that's why you do it like if you win in a shootout, it's gotta be you know shootout, 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 bro. shootouts would be so much more interesting and everybody would be. The, the conversation around we need less shootouts, we need less games to end, fewer games to end in a shootout. Those those arguments would be quieted if shootouts became more popular for like taunting. Yeah, if the goalie between, got like the game winning save and then ran. That's did, like, why the I think that like for the shootouts, you should have you should be able to go back to the same shooter as many times as you want and just have one on one showdowns versus a specific skater versus a specific goalie and let them fucking go after each that other. That process but, made TJ Oshie an American era. I was yes, going to say exactly. though the Oshie thing became so insufferable when they came back from that but Olympic it, but break. But it was so rare. NHL about, players were like, "Oh, did, did you like watching TJ Oshie score like go a bunch of times?" and they were like using that voice that I was just using. Yeah, yeah but like think about how many casuals know TJ Oshie just because of that and i think that if the if that if those showdowns were more of a thing tj oshi wouldn't have had as much staying power in terms of the name brand because there would be new rivalries that would show up as a result of that i feel like it hits more being rare if you were to do that all the time because then it's like every time the oilers go to a shootout it's like okay now we get to watch Connor mcdavid do this for three straight hours and it's like ah whatever but i feel like in the olympics where it's like there's more than just the team you know you're doing it for I your mean, country are you gonna compl complain about watching mcdavid get to go back to no the but well i just think it would lose a little bit of its, of its like yeah shine. i kind of agree so when you were first starting that i was gonna be like i'll watch Connor mcdavid all day but the best moments i know these are just extra moments but the best moments of Connor mcdavid for me are him accelerating and an entire team being like, what happened? We did everything right. Why'd that guy? So like the one-on-one -on -one thing for McDavid actually interests me so much less than him cutting through three guys. Yeah, and but, also what, but what if you could watch, and I, and I typically hate the Evgeny, Evgeny Kuznetsov, like take 45 seconds to, to score on the, on the, the penalty shot or the, uh, the shootout. But it would be very funny if they just kept going back to him every time in the shootout and like a goalie just had to like a goalie would lose his mind and would flip out if he had to do that four times in a oh, row you would start getting people you would start getting like hashics who would just run at people right and i want that chaos. i yeah, want that that I, would I be amazing feel like it would lose like it because like it's one thing when it happens in the olympics but it's another thing where it's like shout out the coyotes if it's like if it's Connor mcdavid and connor ingram like no one that's not a rivalry no one's going to care about him they're going to care if shit happens well true i guess if connor if connor ingram shuts down connor, rivalry, it would be, it'd be a rivalry if it's interesting enough yeah, and it would be great for the segment I want to start doing called Connorable Mention when we talk about <laughs> players named Connor. We're going to do that at some point. <laughs> I love that. There's so many Connors in the league, and so many of them are good. Uh, and one of them was, what was he talking about with the this was a, a coyote thing? Yeah, I, just, I blacked uh, They're out. pretty good. You know. brought up uh, shootouts. Yeah. Leo Carlson. I know. Our guy against the Avalanche who low-key suck? No. Don't. They, what, are they lost three games in a row? Including two. Three games in a row. They and lost one, the Arizona the thing that he's talking about. Yeah. The, uh, hearing about the Coyotes beating three uh, former Stanley Cup winners four? in a row. Four. 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 The last four teams the last to win a Stanley four Cup. four Stanley Cup winners. Just saying. 
Well, Congratulations. Fine, really, Stop living wanna... in the past. You want us to recognize? Well, I'm living in the current. You want us they to recognize the Coyotes teams. as currently a good team by evaluating the how good teams that they beat were in the past. I mean, I'm just evaluating them based on the fact that they have won games. They are currently first place in the wild card race. That is the most DJ take I've ever heard out of you because (laughs) it is it's it's bulletproof in that like you can change it as many times as you you're like I have decided no matter what I am going to shit on the Coyotes. (laughs) So if you talk about them playing well now I'm just going to say oh well yeah that's because they beat a team that did this. Fuck it. Why don't you talk about them? <laughs> well, you, like, but if you, if you see my point, right? What it's are like, they doing? If we're talking about like the last four teams to win the Stanley Cup and what beating them now means, okay, what about when those teams were winning Stanley Cups? Where were the Coyotes? Yeah. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Well, let's talk about that. Why don't you beat, Sean, why don't you beat the 2023-24 Stanley Cup champion. That's oh, right. Oh, wait. You don't even know who that is yet. But I bet you Coyotes. will them because the Coyotes also kind of own the Maple Leafs and the Bruins. Well, I can um, promise you they, it's not the Maple Leafs. <laughs> and we've already beaten, you know, two teams that are leading their respective divisions. So, also, we, the Arizona Coyotes. Y- you, you kind of fucked yourself there because the easy answer would have been They're they can't be. beat the 2024 yes. Stanley Cup champions because, it's there because the they Coyotes. are. Their them. fans don't even believe them. Yeah, them. that's tough. It's a tough look for you. And, and then and if they fans. go on and be the Stanley Cup champions, we'll say, well, they couldn't even beat. The, they didn't beat no. the Stanley Cup champions. If you're listening to this, real to this episode, there is one takeaway. It's that Sean doesn't believe in the Coyotes I this season. I have been saying for like two years now that it is a 2025 Coyotes Sabres Stanley Cup. So that's what I'm working towards. Wow. Amazing. Did we say yet? Uh, yeah, we did talk about because uh, we uh, shared the finances of this podcast. Sean's going to his first Bruins game in a couple of days. Thursday. First Bruins oh, yeah, game right. in Boston, to be clear. Damn. My yes. first ever hockey game was also a Sabres Bruins game. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that was overseas. That was a season opening thing in <laughs> Czech Republic, you said? No, no, not quite. It was just in Buffalo? Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. Sabres games are good in person. They they, they were, yeah, yeah. I guess you could. say How that. were the Sabres? What year was this? Not good to answer your question. Ryan Miller was still playing, so they were okay. Uh, I don't remember exactly the year. Nathan Gerbert was on the team. Hell yeah, those yeah. were some fun teams. Yeah, it was. Uh, they just I mean, weren't good, but they were fun teams. Yes, yeah, Stafford got a hat trick. Whoa, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Former Bruin Drew Stafford, right? Yes, him. yeah. Oh boy, those were some dark days. Yeah, they <laughs> got like for big, like three mid, days. Their big trade uh, trade deadline acquisition was Drew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you. This is a very random question. Who do you think is more likely to finish this season with the with an NHL club, Jack Campbell or DJ Smith? Oh, excellent way of working in two things we want to hit by <laughs> yeah. the end of the show. Oh, Jim, Jack Campbell. I think so too because. Uh, the Oilers have limited goalie options. The Ottawa Senators should not have limited coaching options. They could hire anybody that they want as a coach. And as long as it's not DJ Smith, they might be correct. Yeah. So Senators dropped three in a row. It really looked like the end was near. Fortunately for them, they had one coming up on Saturday against the Kraken. I had a funny feeling they were going to win that game. They shut out the Kraken. You hate the Kraken. Other than I don't jerseys. hate the Kraken. I'm just like they're not good. We thought they might not be that good, and then when they end up not being that good, you know when you, like you kind of think something, 
And you're like, once this happens, I'm going to say that I was saying that because mm -hmm. I kind of thought it, even though I didn't tell anybody. That's the Kraken with me. You've like, been... I knew it. I said, yeah. I said, you go back and find it, but like, you wouldn't care to go back and find it anyway. It's kind of with the Sabres. I don't think I was that loudly saying like the Sabres aren't going to make the playoffs, but you were just pushing a back against the hype. I was like, oh, well, like pump the brakes a little bit, pump the brakes a little. I don't think there was that much Kraken hype this year. Yeah. And, and I don't. Uh, as far as DJ Smith goes, like I, I obviously don't love rooting for guys to like lose their jobs, but also with the DJ Smith thing, like we were talking about halfway through last year, whether DJ Smith should be the coach of the, the Ottawa senators still, and their problems aren't going away. They are last in the uh, Atlantic division as of this recording mm -hmm. with the caveat though, they've only played 19 games. The leading, right. the leading team, no team other than the Senators has played fewer than 20 games right now. The, I believe there's a team that's played 26. Like, what are the Senators doing? What are they, how many, why do they have so many off days? I know. Indeed. I know that they traveled, but like a lot of teams travel and a lot of teams went to Europe and they've still played over 20 games. The Blue Jackets have played 26 games. In our the Blue Jackets have played 26 games. Second to last in the division. Or the the Oilers currently have like a month off. They haven't played in 10 years. So the, the Senators are in last place, uh, technically. But even with games in hand, like they have been a massive disappointment to this year, to the start of the season. And they are still a mess. And I just don't understand how much more leash DJ Smith has. I don't like to see anybody get fired, but I do like to see Michael Andlauer press conferences. True. So I hate to say it. I'm like... I'm not rooting one way or the other on do they fire DJ Smith. I think that DJ Smith losing his job is going to happen. So do you he's think he's going to get paid for the rest of the year anyway? Right. Whenever the next opportunity arises, if this team wants to have some sort of spark before the end of the year, I'm mainly in it right now for the end Lauer press conference. Do you think it happens? Like it doesn't necessarily, like if it hasn't happened mean, yet, then does it? No, no. I'm saying like if they fire the coach, that doesn't necessarily mean that the owner is getting in front of a mic at a press conference. If that motherfucker doesn't get in front of <laughs> I know. a mic at a press conference. Then I, the, what's the closest to like a Jerry Jones that exists in the NHL with like a very controlling uh, mean, or like very public owner? I mean, we know the answer. We, yeah. I feel like we. Dolan? Yeah. But like Dolan doesn't get doesn't speak on behalf of the New York Rangers. He just doesn't lot. let anybody speak. That, right, that's different. I feel like he is the most public, like well known owner in hockey. He is, but as, like, but not for owning the Rangers. You know, like I think yeah, he's the true. most famous owner in the NHL. But he's not famous for owning the Rangers. They're like the second most famous team that he... They're like the third most famous thing that he owns. Maybe 20 years ago, the answer might have been Jeremy Jacobs. Yeah, but not anymore. phased out. But like who is the most public-facing like personality in terms of an NHL owner? And like the like, oh, here he goes again right. kind of thing. That's a good question. I, I mean, Ann Lauer might be that in the making. He hasn't been around very long. So let's, let's do some scientific... I'm going to Google... I feel like it's got to be the loudest. I forget NHL his name, owner. but the guy who owns the uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights, like he probably has. Maybe it's just like recency bias because they won the cup and because they were like an, uh, a new team. 
Like and he's Vegas. been in front of a lot of cameras. I, I know his face. Whereas I think for a lot of NHL owners, I don't necessarily know if I would recognize them by face. Oh, you know what? Uh, who was? Why can't I think of his name? This is so bad. Um, I feel like the Pagulas tend to be out in the public a little bit because they own a football team. Their daughter's a really good right. tennis player. Obviously, the Kim Pagula had like health issues for a while. Yeah, They've been a, like in front of things, but they're not a very like outspoken about the team kind of right like they have a, i don't think like that exists in hockey all that much they their name is very recognizable yes. i don't necessarily think that their like yes. faces are who was the uh islanders owner in like the 90s or maybe like the 90s early 2000s uh i think well i mean charles wang remember Oh, well, that was because, like, I, I just remember him, his name popping up a lot because, like, of team issues and, like, right. moving the team and, and right. all so, that. Right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to keep forcing them into the conversation, but I feel like uh, Coyote's owner, um, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? It's a bit oh, bad, bad, bad argument to make when you can't read it. I feel like he's also been in front of, Makes three of the us. camera. Right, because, because, you, because you have to keep putting out statements about yeah, like, securing the future. Yeah, they kind of kept future. fucking up because they, weren't, they didn't pay their taxes at a point. Hmm. Like, I feel like he was in it. But I, there's no one in hockey. Like there's, I mean, there's not a lot of owners like that in sports in general. Like, there's a reason why we're calling it like the Jerry Jones. Yeah. It's like, there's the Mark Cuban. Yeah, right. But like, there's not a lot of owners are billionaires doing their own thing. Yeah, like a lot of owners, and that's a problem that I feel like a lot of people have with pro sports owners. Oh, in America. I got, I got the they answer. Don't care that much? I know the answer. It's Stan Kroenke, uh, oh, the, yeah, uh, the yeah. Colorado Avalanche. I think that he's probably like the closest to a. But like, but he's another his, one that's his, known for. But his portfolio is so diversified exactly. that like the the Avalanche probably don't mean a whole it's lot like, to him. It's like Dolan and Pagula, where it's like they're known, but are they really John known Henry for that? Yeah. Like, Fair. John Harry, have we talked about that? Uh, I think you've talked about it, that the Pittsburgh broadcast yeah. uses the exact, like all the same graphics and packages and even people at times as Nesson does. And it's like, John Henry, my guy, you got to at least act a right. little bit like you're not. You could spend $100,000 and look a lot less cheap. You don't even have to spend more money. Just like... It devote man hours to making it look like you give a shit. The the Nesson, so if you're unaware, the Nesson broadcast and Pittsburgh Penguins broadcast, uh, Nesson is, they cover the Bruins and is owned by John Henry. John Henry also owns the Penguins. They use the exact same broadcast packages and they are so boring. It's just like flat black, like score bug. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it looks so cheap. It looks like a... Um, like local access, uh, high school sports graphics probably have better graphics packages than the Bruins and Nesson. And it just looks so cheap and it's just put some effort into diversifying your coverage of the two teams that you and cover. And Nesson is a cash cow. It's part of yes. the Boston Red Sox. So when the Red Sox were sold in the early 2000s, a big draw was you get Nesson with it and Nesson, you get it's the Bruins games and all these things. And Nesson makes so much money and spends 
so little money and they've had like amazing talent come through there they they have amazing talent on there right now it's a pipeline like. yeah i mean the people who have been there like jamie erdahl gary streisky randy scott gary streisky and randy scott currently do sports center together mm -hmm. and they are like the Jameson Coil, Jameson Coil does the NHL Network. Uh, Leah, Leah Hextall, just like amazing people who have gone through there, but they spend no money. A big thing that uh, Michael Felger in Boston gets on them for, which is fair, if the Bruins, if Nesson doesn't have a Bruins game and like it's on whatever, it's on TNT that night or whatever, Nesson won't do pre and post i know which is insane they're like after a bruins game you can't put on the we bruins only care channel. about our team when it's on our station right so like that john henry is doing that thing with the penguins is i've made this joke before but like i i wouldn't be surprised if john henry bought the penguins just so that he wouldn't have to switch up his color packages because the bruins and penguins have the same color scheme uh, that's how cheap he is behind every and joke there is some truth a couple uh, a couple of penguins fans were like we're giving them i'm gonna give them like the benefit of the doubt this is their first season full, first full season carrying the team i'm hoping that uh it, it, in the future it won't look so cheap and i was like my brother if you're hoping that john henry won't be cheap you are going to be severely disappointed so. you asked uh about dj smith versus jack campbell with who finishes the season in the NHL? Elliot Friedman on, I believe, Saturday said that it's very possible, it sounded informed, that Jack Campbell is back up with the Oilers this week. About an hour after he said that, this clip started making the rounds, which is Jack Campbell in Bakersfield. Not a good goal to and give up. There have been quite a few of these and I've said this before, like goalies give up bad goals in the AHL because the AHL is a mess and there's less structure. So you're kind of left to do more of the Tim Thomas thing where you're just like, fuck, I'm just going to jump around out here mm -hmm. and hope that I crash into some shit. But every time I watch any team now, I've been, I was saying to Elliot Freeman when he came on with us, like Mackenzie Blackwood, I can has Oilers. I was watching uh, Spencer Martin last night <laughs> yeah. for the Blue Jackets. Every time I see a goalie on a bad team do a little something, I'm like, Oilers? And I feel like my brain in any Oilers fan or any hockey observer's brain is going to be that way until they make some sort of solution in that. In the meantime, by the way, Stu Skinner has played a bajillion games and they're just going to run him into the ground. Yeah, for sure. And... Uh the Jack Campbell thing is, is I think it's mean. I didn't want to show the highlight of that. because news newsmen. I think that he had, we are newsmen. We are required to cover the news. Yeah. Uh, unbiased coverage. But every time, it's getting to the point where like every time I see Jack Campbell's name pop up on Twitter, I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Especially he didn't when offer a, him that a, contract. Especially when uh, there's a video attached. Some of the goal, he's been down on the AHL level for what, like three weeks at this point? Three, Sounds four right. weeks. And he's given up. I've seen a handful of goals that have been really tough. For but, the record, in that game, he had 31 saves on 35 shot attempts. There we go. Gave up four goals. Okay. Not not great numbers, but not awful either. Um, I mean, the, the other goalie in that game, who, interestingly enough, was Matt Murray, what um, <laughs> went 29, for, 29 saves on 35 attempts. So okay. they still ended up winning the game. All right, fair enough. But uh, the Jack Campbell, uh, Elliot, 
has been saying all along that like the Oilers plan was to get him back to the, the NHL level. Like this was just kind of a, uh, an attempt at a reset. I don't, I don't know if it's working based off of what we've seen, but I would, I would be very, very interested to like, I am very interested to see how he does in his return to Edmonton. Like I'm invested in that story. I want it to work because it's, it's been tough to watch. I think that at some point this week, we should try to get a former goalie who maybe has been kind of on the fringes to ask about going down to the AHL to find your game. Because I suspect goalies would say, and I've said this before that like goalies have told me like, you know, NHL is a lot easier than the AHL, which sounds crazy. But I suspect when you get sent down to the AHL to find your game, given where your confidence probably is anyway, if you're being demoted, Mm -hmm. I bet it's just as easy to lose your game worse when you get sent down to the AHL than it is to find your game. I just, I would imagine that it's so hard to find your game period as a goalie. If you're in the Oilers organization, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. Like I've seen the the good defensemen down there. I've seen the defensive structure that the Oilers hold at the NHL level. I can't imagine what it looks like at the AHL. And I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I'm not watching a lot of uh, what is the Bakersfield Condors. I mean, you don't even watch the Minnesota Wilds. Correct. Or so. the air. What was the, what's the team that you keep saying? The, the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes. Wagon, that is That's the, the one. Coyotes. Coyotes. Yes. For, I forgot that they existed. Well, uh, you, Peter, are going to be traveling tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we will have our first guest co-host tomorrow. Sarah Siv will be in the Peter chair tomorrow. And that'll be a lot of fun. Sean, do you know Sarah Siv? I do mainly from her uh, her fashion ranking, her style That's rankings right. that were publicly trashed by Anthony Duclair. Sarah Siv will answer to the horrible things that uh, we do not stand with Anthony's terrible statements. I saw a lot of people, Anthony Maddie Healy. I saw a lot of people uh, pushing back on Duclair's complaints about the style rankings because he has a stylist. They were like, you don't, I'm interested to know how other people feel about this. Like, do you get credit for having great style when you have a stylist? Bad news, folks. If you make more than, if you make more than $400,000 a year and you dress well, people are to assume you have a stylist. Yes. And I know people who make a lot less than that. Who have stylists because they also, care about that sort like of thing. it's a family friend. It's not like he's going out and paying for a stylist. But so, he's putting his dude on. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, that's in and of itself fine, but like he also has input. Yeah. In, and in also you gotta you gotta look good in that. Him like still. he goes and, and picks out yeah. uh, materials. You and I, I still think that like the attention being paid yes. to how you look and employing the right person, the right style and the boldness. Like it, obviously hockey has not always been a sport where people are like showing off their personalities like yeah. that, like the boldness to, I mean, they're hardly doing the gritty show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we can't get to a point where we are dumping on a guy for employing somebody. He, he's creating, he's creating job opportunities. Wow. He, he is, is saving he's America saving the economy. and Canada. <laughs> yeah. Also, I bet you everyone else that is uh, are on Sarah Sivs. hundred percent are using style. That's like, what. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Like if you're rich and you dress well, probably in, in Columbus, being like, "This is what I want." Yeah. yeah. So we can't get to the point where we're dumping on guys for exactly having that. If you're rich and you dress well, it is to be assumed that 
I mean, like if this podcast blows up, blows up, blows you better up, and they're like, that we're having stylists. Whoa, they're no longer wearing bootlegs that they clearly made themselves, and the thing was printed we'll on the wrong that for sure. side. Yeah, maybe, but they, they, I'll tell you what. Won't be screen printed. <laughs> right. It'll be. It's going to be embroidered. Hand stitched. Yeah. Uh, it'll have like Gucci patterns mm. uh, instead of just a plain sweatshirt. I've been trying to think what is uh, people who listen to the show. Let us know what is something that I can turn into galvanized like the word galvanized. I started to do it with Google because that starts with a G. I mean, it's not necessarily the most creative thing, but you can always do the. The Supreme, just put it in the real little red box. That's true. Or just put it in quotes and make it off-white. Just galvanized. Galvanized. Just do the Gucci G and then just have it be galvanized. There you go. I think that might be it. Yeah. We have some new uh, fun bootleg stuff that's coming, by the way. you It's not available to buy, but like for Pete <laughs> to wear and for me. I made myself a, uh, a water bottle that's going to be amazing because okay. sometimes I have water on the set. There you go. So... Mm-hmm. The bottle is amazing. I'll just say it's Rihanna. It's Rihanna in the Senators jersey. It's just like on the water bottle? Yes. I love that. Terrific. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. Sarah Siv tomorrow. Pete the rest of the week. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. Bye-bye.